0: I remember I went to my doctor and my doctor was like, yeah, you're not too healthy right now. (laughs) You got some improvements to do. And I I was still shooting, but I was just eating whatever's, you know, and it it wasn't only that. It's just, I don't know. When you get older, your, your body just takes food in in a different way. You know, you got to really watch out what you eat. Mm -hmm. So I remember seeing your Instagram pop up and Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh man, we should network, man. I want to, I want to I work out and you, you took me in and I remember um, I had so many problems that first year, man. Mm-hmm. There's injuries and all kinds of things and I remember in 2018, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, that was probably like my prime mm-hmm. of really being focused and um, being determined to like yeah. stay on that healthy route. Yeah. Yeah, I shoot in the water like a lot longer now. That's for sure. Like I... I can stay in the water for hours i can stay there all day i'm doing double triple sessions now
1: welcome to the hnl movement podcast where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities sports and life join me in my professional journey as i share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals colleagues clients and you with one goal in mind how to optimize human performance this is the right place to learn how a multi-dimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back, everyone, to the HNL Movement Podcast. And this week, I have a very good friend, an exciting guest. He's a big wave photographer, and he's my good friend, Danny Sipkowski He's really taking some awesome pictures. We've been working together on health, fitness, and nutrition for the past three or four years now. It's been a while and I have seen tremendous progress. I've seen his energy levels skyrocket. His nutrition habits have come a long way since the beginning and most importantly, it fits everything that he wants to do in his lifestyle but also as a big way photographer. This is a great episode because me and Danny go way back. We knew each other since seventh grade and it's great to see all of the things that he has accomplished and Looking forward to all of the things in the future for him, but without saying any more, let's jump into this episode and welcome Danny Sipkowski. Let's welcome Danny to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. That's it. Me and Danny, we go pretty way back. we were just talking about this. We first knew each other in nineteen ninety eight. Twenty two years. <laughs> years. <laughs> in seventh grade. And I was thinking, is it was it really nineteen ninety eight? I mean, it's time just flies by, and you know, I think we really started working together training. Uh, getting your body right for photography and everything in the past it might be four years or
0: four years years, yeah yeah 98 that's like that's like m&m slim shady days (laughs) yeah it's a a while back it's a long time ago yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but oh man
1: so there'll be a lot of a lot of good things to talk about in this episode but first so everyone kind of sees or has seen some of our content that we put out and they have seen some of your photography big wave photography nature photography so let's start there like growing up let's talk about you know growing up going to we got to rep monolo high school yeah, going yeah. to monolo high school and then how did you kind of fall into photography and taking all these big wave shots and
0: everything what's your story well i say i didn't pick up photography until like later in life Mm -hmm. like probably after college to be honest with you I always like had always kind of had the interest in it Mm -hmm. but um, after seeing the price of a camera I didn't want to get myself into that Mm -hmm. I mean I was broke when I was I had no money when I was a kid you know or even like during college I had no Mm -hmm. money Mm -hmm. but I say bodyboarding Mm -hmm. um, is what really got me into the whole wave photography game so I used to ride waves for for a long time you know just throughout high school trying to trying to catch catch that next big wave trying to be a pro bodyboarder but (laughs) that never happened (laughs) but uh, you know throughout the years like I, I kept pushing myself and I kept getting better and better and better and getting more comfortable with Bodyboarding, uh, you know, heavier waves, mm-hmm. and throughout college, I noticed that I would only go to the beach when the waves were pretty solid or mm-hmm. you know, pretty good size for me to to catch some waves, and that was the only time I was going to go go, go to the beach. And it's funny because after my bachelor's degree, actually master's degree, I got my master's in education administration. I was planning on getting a job and for some reason, something clicked in my head and I was like, dude, I always wanted to do photography. You know, I work in a restaurant now. I mean, I make decent money. I was like, why don't I just try try and shoot weddings? Because that's something I always wanted to do for a long time. I actually wanted to get into wedding photography. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was in yearbook in high school and I always had the interest of doing photography but now that I had a decent job, I was like, you know what, let's, let's let's try and make this happen. So actually, my parents actually bought me my first camera. It was a Canon 7D uh-huh. with a Tokina fisheye lens. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm geeking out now. <laughs> Got that camera, and my friend, Kioni Kitagawa, he was actually shooting a bunch of weddings at the time. He still does, but he decided to let me apprentice under him, and I just started shooting weddings mm-hmm. right away. Kind of learned the lighting, composition, uh-huh. and so funny i decided to get a housing like a year after and i think within 3 months i started getting published in canon magazine and all these big publications started happening and i'm like what the- <laughs> yeah it's like, bro what's going on here it's crazy cuz i think it's interesting to sit
1: down and talk to, your, talk to you about your story. Because let's rewind a little bit. So, like, even in high school, I remember, you know, you liking bodyboarding and stuff. I'm not so much of a water person.
0: But, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah.
1: like, was that always something that you like to do, be in the water and everything?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, what, what I noticed was when I only bodyboarded, I didn't like going out when I was small or flat. Like, I only liked going when I was big. Mm-hmm. Photography actually allowed me to go when it was flat. I could go diving. Mm-hmm. I could go take photos of dolphins, turtles, mm-hmm. or I could take pictures of one foot waves, many, many waves, and even sunsets or sunrises. Mm-hmm. I could go out when it's big, when it's macking. Mm-hmm. And now I have a hard time like contemplating, like, oh, should I body work today or mm-hmm. should I shoot? Yes. That's the hard part. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, I always had that interest in the water. I always had that love and passion for the water mm-hmm. and to like, correlate photography with it kind of it was just like the yeah. cherry on top you know yes. I never like looked at it in a way of oh I'm gonna make a career out of this I was mm. like dude I just wanted to just wanted to try it out yeah. I was thinking more of wedding photography gonna be like the career and bread and butter of income or whatever you yeah. know but after shooting so many weddings I was like bro I'm over this <laughs>
1: Definitely. Uh, yeah, too. I, I can see how that gets like very repetitive and redundant. Yeah, and everything. man. And I do remember you being part of your book in high school. Yeah. Did that? It may have sparked some interest, but did that teach you any of the technical aspects of taking pictures?
0: Bro, or I slacked so off so much in your book, man. I was. <laughs> I remember in the music section, I had to like categorize every single name. It, I don't know if you remember. Yeah. So. You have the choir group, you have the trumpet, the brass group, so we would take the, they would take the group pictures, right, Mm -hmm. for the yearbook, and every person that worked in the yearbook for that year doing the music section had to actually go to every person and ask them what their name was (laughs) to get it categorized. Like, what's your name? What's your name? (laughs) Bruh, I didn't do that. (laughs) I just put in alphabetical order and I went to go surf <laughs> yeah. every single day, man. Yeah. And I got in big trouble for that. <laughs> like I got I, I got busted. Like they are like, are you really putting the all the names are not in the category? And so yeah, it taught me that I need to be more organized, if anything, you know? <laughs> That's what it taught me, but I mean, me being like a high schooler, I was like, dude, I'm not gonna go. You, our our music department had like yeah. what? How many kids?
1: Yeah, I don't know, ridiculous. It, it was
0: like so many people, man. And I was like, dude, I really gotta, I gotta do this in like a week or two, just trying to figure out every single person's name. I'm like, this is ridiculous, man. And right there, I was thinking, like, man, your book's not for me, man. Luckily, <laughs> I'm only doing it my senior year. Yes. Did you have to do any of the editing or any of the layout work or things like that? I did some of the layout work, which was pretty cool. Okay. You know what was actually pretty cool about the projects that we did was the storytelling. So I had to actually come up with stories and interview people. So I like that kind of stuff. But the organizing the names and stuff, that wasn't my thing. That's just, that wasn't me, man. But the whole storytelling and it was funny. What I was actually pretty good at was grabbing the disposable camera and going around the school and taking pictures of mm-hmm. things that needed to be captured for, for the yearbook story. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's something that I enjoyed. And it's funny because, um, you know, Big Tony. <laughs> yeah. Tony, I got a picture of him <laughs> in the waterfall, like kind of touch it, you know, going like this, <laughs> yeah. like being like a fashion model. Yeah. And I, I, I used the disposable uh, waterproof camera for that thing. Got it, yeah. And you know what's so funny? That same camera was taken. Actually I actually used that camera to oh. take my first wave shot on Got the it. west side Got it. of Oahu, and I took a photo of that. And I was like a senior in high school. This is near the end of the year. Uh-huh. Waves were firing. I was using a disposable camera, mm-hmm. and right there, I kind of clicked. I was like, "Oh man, I, dude, I, this is pretty sick. I could see myself doing this," you mm-hmm. know. And then after graduating high school. I was like, bro, I'm broke. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, <you> know, so.
1: <laughs> I think that's, that's yeah, a so. common theme for every college student. But yeah, yes, dude. and we had Tony. I mean, we all know Tony. So Tony had a podcast episode too. And, you know, we still keep in touch and everything. But it's kind of interesting. You know, sometimes we don't realize that all of these little things kind of planted the seed, right? And it did help you. Because, you know, even taking that first wave shot with the disposable camera, that probably sparked some interest that, you know got you interested in wave photography even if it wasn't years you know later yeah that you actually got into it fast forwarding a little bit so in college you know you you still like to go to the beach bodyboard Mm -hmm. be in the water and everything but not really photography yet right Mm -hmm. now when you did get your first camera that your parents bought right and you started shooting weddings what was the learning curve like and the reason why i ask this is i'm sure there's going to be a lot of listeners that want to get in photography into photography yeah i have my cameras too but i suck at taking pictures <laughs> like yeah if it's on manual mode you know so what was kind of the learning curve for you to actually not only get good at figuring out your style and capturing the story and everything but you actually progressing to figuring out okay how am i going to Learn photography and bring this into the water.
0: Okay, so it's so funny. My very first wedding I shot uh-huh. with my friend Keone, he actually had two weddings that day. Okay. It was a 14-hour day. Okay. And this is like one of his busiest summers he's had. And I remember telling him, I was like, dude, I want to do wedding photography. Okay. And he's looking at me like, bro, you've never taken a photo in your life, dude. What are you... he's <laughs> like, why would I why would I let you like shoot a wedding with me man like what you gotta be on it when you shoot a wedding man uh-huh. those guys are paying big bucks you know and you only have one shot yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like when I I think my first couple of weddings he didn't even he didn't even pay me he was just like you know just come along and we'll see how you do <laughs> and I remember the very first day he comes up to me and he's all like he's he's on it you know he's like hey get some aisle shots of the couple coming down uh-huh. I look at him, and I'm like, what's an aisle shot? (laughs) (laughs) He's looking at me like, oh, bro. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, you do not know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But the crazy thing that, I mean, the cool thing what Keone taught me was he didn't just tell me all the tips and everything. Mm -hmm. It it, it took, like, about a year for me to kind of, like, start learning the concepts behind photography, dynamic range, composition, um, aperture you know depth of field and it's crazy because he never told me right away oh you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong he would actually have me shoot for like a whole month and after a month goes by he'll be like hey your shutter needs to be a little bit faster here i'm like oh what does this do he's like well if you do a faster shutter that's going to be for you know faster motion it could capture something think something faster you know it can focus things a little bit better I'm like, okay. And a couple months go by, mm-hmm. and I notice my photos are grainy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not sharp. Mm-hmm. And a couple months go by, and he tells me, hey, you know, your ISO is way too high. Mm-hmm. If your ISO is too high, your photos are going to be grainy. Mm-hmm. And after like a year of that, I started really getting into it. And I I, I had a great time, honestly, like learning how to mm-hmm. do everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like just taking pictures of the bride. I remember the first time he told me, he's like, you know, you need to go take pictures of the groomsmen on your own. Bro, that was so nerve wracking <laughs> for me, man. Yeah. I had to actually go to the hotel room, knock on the door and go. And I mean, I still remember, man. I was like, I had to do all the solo shots with, you know, the, the groom and everything. It was just, it was crazy, man. But that taught me how to manage my camera with lighting and composition. And after about a year, that's when I decided like, okay, you know what? want to see if I could if I could do this in the water yes and got a housing and then that's the yeah started how long did you take
1: wedding wedding pictures wedding photography with Keone it was a couple
0: years okay I'd say around two years it it, it was a couple years I I, I was doing it every once in a while after that got it but after like three years I got I got kind of burnt out man got it I was like man this is tiring I was like I don't know how he does this yeah yeah, I can imagine. And for you, it was pretty regular,
1: right? Like, almost every weekend sometimes?
0: Yeah, so I was yeah. taking off of work a lot. Got it. Like, I, there were times we were shooting two, three weddings a week, man. And yeah. after a point, I was like... I, I was making more money off of wedding photography than yeah. than at the restaurant. Yeah. But, I mean, like with anything else, it's all that... You
1: know, you need to get the reps so that you can figure out yeah. how to get better at it. Exactly. And then... Now, after you learn photography, so, you know, after that year t- time frame or so, now you got this housing, right? Yeah. So, describe that a little bit because it's literally getting that same camera and sticking it in a waterproof housing, yeah. right? That's what um, you're I should have brought
0: the housing today. That would have been cool to, cool to show. <laughs> That's all right. But you can explain a but little yeah, bit about yeah, basically um Think of a, I don't know, a miniature safe or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Actually, imagine this. Imagine having a 20-pound dumbbell. Mm-hmm. and swimming with that in the water <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a water housing right there Yeah, but it floats right. which is a good thing I guess <laughs> Yeah. but I mean you're putting this camera into an aluminum My, mine is made out of aluminum you put into the, into the housing you have um, a plate that goes over it screw it on there's a trigger on the bottom that's connected with a wire that's connected to your camera mm-hmm. and that's how you shoot with the trigger and Go that's ahead. how you take photos. And that's
1: how you started, right? What is that? Like the wide angle lens? Yeah. So
0: I started with the wide angle lens. So I started with the fisheye lens. Okay. And I did that for 2013, 14, 15, 16, around four years. Okay. So I basically shot with only a wide angle lens, which majority of people do. I mean, you have a GoPro that's mm-hmm. it's a wide angle lens. Mm-hmm. You know, you're able to swim out, throw your hands up her hand up and you can get a wide perspective and just you know click it just click it and go yeah i mean you don't really have to look into the camera it's everything is so wide you just hold it up and then i mean honestly it's nuts on the big days when you're up close to the subject at pipe and stuff i mean shooting fisheye is crazy yeah for sure but after a couple years i've I've noticed that I was like, okay, dude, this is this is cool and everything, but I was like, I need I need a change. Like, I need to do something like different. Mm -hmm. Then I decided to. So funny, I was um, talking with Reno, and my friend Reno. and He was like, dude, you should you should get a hundred millimeter macro lens Mm -hmm. and shoot in the shore break. And I looked at that guy and I was like, dude, that's so stupid. (laughs) It's a hundred millimeter is basically like a wedding. It's a lens that you could use for weddings, but I, 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 how do you explain it? So if you ever see those wedding ring shots mm-hmm. that are up close, yep. that's a macro lens. Yes. But you're able to take take pictures of something really close, but you're also able to have a bunch of distance too. Mm-hmm. So the, the focal length of that thing is unreal. You can yep. take something.
1: And that's the, yeah, the lens is usually really long. It's right? this
0: long, yep. but you're able to take pictures of something like this close, like yes. right there. But you're also able to get that distance. Yes. But the crazy thing is, is that 100 millimeter, you're not able to just throw it in the air and you're actually yes. supposed to look in the viewfinder and...
1: Yeah, so before, yeah. We, before we get into that transition, yeah. you know, going to like how you started with photography. So if you're, you know, just with the wide angle lens holding your arm up, right? You take a shot, you look at it, and then if it didn't come out right, then you got to make the adjustments, right? Or yeah,
0: what yeah. was your learning curve like? For I mean, you we see. Here's the thing. Here's a cool. I mean, we're so spoiled nowadays. You got mm-hmm. digital cameras, and you got the LCD screen that allows you to see if the color's coming out. Uh-huh. And we get like what thousand to three thousand shots per memory card. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, the old school surf photographers, they had thirty six shots on a film camera. Bro, you go out with thirty six photos, thirty six chances to get a cover shot here's the thing though you can't just come come inside uh, to the shore and then you know check out the film you mm-hmm. gotta get that stuff developed man mm-hmm. but now it's like it's digital is it's coming a long way man mm-hmm. and that's the cool thing about it so yeah I do have a um, setting to where when I do take a photo I could see if the view f- or the LCD screen for like 4 seconds Got it. see if the coloring is right <clears throat> but over time I kind of come up with my own mm-hmm. Settings and like what I want to do, but everything I shoot is manual. I shoot, I I do shoot like autofocus on the lens Mm -hmm. side of things, but yeah, everything else is manual. Yeah, it's just trial and error, man. I'm still learning, that's the crazy thing about it. Yeah, sometimes I don't know what I'm doing at all, bro. (laughs) That's how it is. Yeah, I think everything is you know, constantly learning though, and trial and error because
1: the more experience you get, the better that you'll get at photography, right? So during that that's kind of before we talk about you looking through the viewfinder so when you first started taking photos how you said that you know after you got your camera set up started taking pictures like within that first year you were already getting more recognition right Uh publications and stuff
0: how did that kind of unfold bro that was just that was pretty crazy i Uh I think i submitted to canon like randomly i remember it was in summer of 2013 Mm -hmm. so 2012 is when I first started shooting weddings so New Year's 2013 is when I started using my housing in the water so I shot for like three or four months and came up with some stuff and I submitted to Canon Mm -hmm. and they're like hey this is is great we want to give you a double page spread and a four page article on you and I'm like bro what yeah Yeah. (laughs) this is this doesn't sound right yeah. this is weird man i'm like i just started like a year ago mm-hmm. but my dad always tells me this he's like you you always had an eye for something so mm-hmm. i mean i used to try and learn how to paint when i was younger and mm-hmm. i mean obviously i played drums and mm-hmm. music but my my parents always tell, told me like you have an eye like that's the thing mm-hmm. i just grew up with that gift i guess so mm-hmm. yeah kind of just unfolded out of nowhere And then when I upgraded my camera system and tried to switch things up, then I think that's when the relationship with um, National Geographic kind of started unfolding, which was kind of...
1: Yes, we got to share that story. So the Nat Geo, and we'll get into the training and all of the things that we've worked on in the past four years. But the Nat Geo, that's when you know we're already working out together and everything. And I, I remember you telling me that I think the email was in your spam folder, yeah, right? It, for
0: the Nat weird, Geo. Bro. Yeah, so explain explain what happened there with that photo. Okay, so I submitted to the National Geographic travel photo contest. I've been submitting to them for like six years. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. I remember this so vividly. I remember I woke up one day, looked at my phone. I didn't get any emails. Uh-huh. And I checked my spam folder every once in a while, just delete stuff and... Whatever you know, so I, I I open up the spam folder, and it says National Geographic, and I'm like, brah, how is National Geographic in my spam folder, dude? It's kind of weird, man. Uh-huh. I was like, whatever, it's probably just um, it's probably just a mishap. Uh-huh. So then I get this email saying, um, you know, congratulations, we want to actually um, take a view of your original file. So usually photo contest. You go through preliminaries and a final round, and at that final round, they want to see your original photo. They want to see it before it's edited. They want to see what you did, what you manipulated in in the photo, Mm -hmm. to make sure you're not doing anything crazy. You know, that's out of the guidelines Mm -hmm. for their contest. So they requested the photo, and it looked like a legit like email. So I was like, okay, um, yeah, it seems cool. But I noticed throughout the email, there's like red letters here and there. And and I looked at the domain name and it said National Geographic. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, should be fine, right? Uh-huh. So then like the the email says I'm not allowed to tell anybody for like a month. yeah. And I'm like, bro, how am I supposed to shut my mouth for a month? Like, can I tell anyone I made the finals for National Geographic? Yeah, yeah. And then finally a month goes by and they say, you know, congratulations, you've placed second place Mm -hmm. overall for the National Geographic contest. Mm -hmm. This is where I got sketched out (laughs) because you get paid for it, right? Yeah. They give me all of this paperwork to fill out. Bro, I had to fill out my social security number, my bank routing number. Everything, like my, my identity, dude. Yeah. So I'm like, bro, this is sketch, dude. I'm like, okay, this isn't a spam folder. Now they want my bank routing. They want everything. They they want all of my information. Uh huh. So I'm like, bro, I'm gonna call these guys. Uh huh. And in my head, I'm like, dude, I just won this contest. At least give me a phone call. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, just say congrats. Like to make sure it's like real. Yeah. Like yeah. for me, I was sketched out. So I call, <laughs> I call the financial department and. Dude, this guy with a heavy Indian accent yes. answers the phone. Uh-huh. And I thought I was being scammed. Yeah. So I actually yelled at the guy. <laughs> I full on yelled at him, man. And it was funny because I was actually with Jason um, on the beach. Okay. We're, we were taking pictures of dolphins. He didn't know at the time, but. And I yelled at the guy. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to give you my information until I find out that I actually won the contest. like I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. just, whatever, right? Yeah, <laughs> and It's funny. I had to wait another month, bro. Okay. One more month. Uh-huh. And then finally, I remember waking up that morning, I opened up nationalgeographic.com yeah. and my name was there. And then like USA Today, <laughs> um, CNN, <laughs> like they started sharing it. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it just spread like rapid fire uh-huh. and I was like "Bro, I feel so bad because I yelled at that guy <laughs> but I was like I actually won so then I put the I actually filled out all of the paperwork like that day <laughs> I got paid Yeah, but, but I mean if I get something in my spam folder I mean I'm gonna be yeah. a little skeptical about it man yeah. but it,
1: it's kind of funny that a contest at that level is asking for all that information too
0: instead of just sending you a check you know but oh but, yeah yeah so it's in order to get get that check i had man everything w9 everything everything well that's good the w9 yeah and stuff, yeah
1: but i mean that was that was interesting to see you know all of that years of hard work and then you know just taking that one shot that made it second place at nat geo because i remember you telling me that story after the fact and i was like huh they're gonna ask for all of that information and everything in yep. your spam folder, folder so i mean it's it's part of the learning process but i think since then every year your photos just get better and better oh, and thanks. let's talk about a little bit okay so once you started to get more versed in the water taking pictures and stuff like what you were mentioning before you switched to the macro lens which is that huge lens Put it in a new housing, but now you can't hold it (laughs) above the water. And this is how I first met you because when we started to get into training, I kind of wanted to understand more as to, you know, I know you're in big waves, but I want to understand what is it specifically that you need to do? And for you, just explaining, I'll let you explain it further, but explain what you need to do to take those pictures, where you need to be in the water you know what kinds of things you're worrying about in the big surf and everything Mm -hmm. what was that experience like switching to that
0: new camera oh the experience was humbling man Mm -hmm. i get worked even harder now in the water with this lens that i use Mm -hmm. in my head before i was like oh i have a longer distance i could kind of you know i could be far away from people but for me to get the right shot i actually have to sit more i mean how do you say you, you see the barrel right here yep I'm using a fisheye lens. I'm centered right here. Okay. In order for me to get a good angle with my 100 millimeter, I actually have to be sitting right here. Got it. To get that angle. So I getting, mean, I could get shots like this, but the focus is going to just... It's so going to be really you're hard. you're in the zone that you're going to get more pounded. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's how it is. So, I mean, there are times where I do I, I do have a good distance and it's it could be safer, but for the angles that I've been getting... Yeah. I, I'm pretty much in the death zone, man. <laughs> yeah. So that's.
1: And if you're in not shore break, right? You were kind of telling me how you have to be able to like get a little bit higher above the water because yeah. you got to make up for the distance that your arm would be. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you have to actually elevate yourself yeah. by treading water more mm-hmm. or harder. Right? Yeah. So all of these kind of things was interesting for me to hear from the training aspect. Yeah. Because, like you said, you know, you're going to be out in the water for a long period of time. Uh And it's important that what if that was the one shot that's going to win the Nat Geo competition? Or what if that was the one shot that's going to make a huge mural print, right, Uh for our clients? So you just being in shape, I think, you know, we all know that being in the water and stuff, you have to be in somewhat of a shape. But for you to take all of these photos, and as frequently as you do when it's, you know, when there's a swell... Yeah. You really have to make sure that your body's in condition to do all of this. And that's kinda of what we worked on when I first met you too. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Taking some of these shots, what were some of the most and for those of you that are gonna watch the video clips on YouTube, we gotta so this shot is your shot, right? Explain yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit about I have this big picture yeah, in the yeah, background yeah. of all of my podcasts, thanks to daddy. Yeah, yeah. But explain
0: a little bit about this shot. You know what's so funny, my friend Junior and I we were sitting on the beach for like an hour on this day. It was uh-huh. stormy, it was rainy, it looked horrible. Okay. I was like, it, it, we weren't even about to go out. <laughs> yeah. And then I think I saw like one solid barrel and I was like, you know what, the sun's about to set soon. Let's just go out. Because usually before the sun sets, it usually glasses off or you get this crazy color. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, let's just chance this. So I remember this wave coming in and my friend Junior actually has the photo of me taking this photo. He's actually right behind me. Okay. But this wave came through, and you can't tell with the fisheye lens, but we're actually pretty close to those rocks over there. Got it. That's, that, the fisheye lens doesn't do it any justice, but that thing is pretty solid. I'd say it's eight, ten foot face, mm-hmm. that wave. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that thing curled over, and uh, it was just crazy to see the lighting and that color just break through that wave, man because uh-huh. it, it wasn't bro it was not looking like that the whole session i <laughs> tell you that right now yeah it was just stormy and cloudy Yeah. but i don't know things just lined up for that shot but yeah i shot that with the wide angle lens got it on that one yeah
1: No, when you changed to the the macro lens what were some of the most crazy stories i know i've heard some over the years um but what were some of the most memorable stories that kind of give people a little insight into what
0: your are Putting your body through yeah. to get some of these shots. Oh, I got swept! I got swept from Pipeline all the way to care two times. And you came into pro, I think that day. Yeah, two times or the next day. The next day. <laughs> yeah, two times, man. The last couple times I shot Pipe, I got I had the basically the walk of shame. But uh, everyone goes through it. I don't care if how pro you are, man. Everyone has gone through that swim. So at Pipe if you ever see pipeline break the front of pipe is basically like a river mm-hmm. so you have pipeline right here and you have this river mm-hmm. of a current happening yes. right here so pipeline's breaking here you have to actually swim out all the way, way over here, here yeah. because right when you go in it's like a river uh-huh. and so what happens is pipeline breaks over here you're paddling out and there's a cross section okay so pipeline and then you have gums and gums is um, basically a crazy sandbar mixed with rocks. Okay. There's so much current there. And if you time that wrong, it's gonna suck you over to Ehukai and Pupaquea side, okay. which is straight sandbar and bro, you don't wanna you do not wanna get stuck over there, man. Okay. So I remember one time uh, I got stuck over there. And I'm swimming for, like, 45 minutes, dude. Yeah. So, I, I, I'd i say a good half mile. Uh-huh. Like, that's it's far, dude. Mm-hmm. It's from pipeline to Pupukea is a far swim. Mm-hmm. So, I'm swimming in a current for, like, 45 minutes. Finally, I'm, like, almost there. And then I knew one of the lifeguards on the jet ski uh-huh. comes up to me. He's like, hey, bro, do you like one ride? I'm like, yeah, I like one ride. Thank <laughs> you. So, he gives <laughs> gives me a ride. He's like, okay, you get this ride, but promise me that you can make it in on your own.
2: Yeah.
0: So I'm like, yeah, bro, I got it, dude. I'm like, I'll be fine. Nah, man, I got stuck in the current again, dude, oh, no. on the way yep. in. Mm-hmm. And the sun was going down. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the most scariest, like, experiences I had mm-hmm. because I was by myself. Uh-huh. And I there was this one wave that could have took me in. But I just got kind of greedy, and I was like, oh, you know what, dude? I, this There's another bomb on the outside. I'm going to swim out and try and shoot it. Mm. And right after that happened, there, sometimes pipe has this crazy circular like mm. current that happens in the channel. Yeah. And that thing swept me over to Pupukea again twice in one day, bro. Yes. I remember when I reached the sand. It, there was like two guys going out like asking, like, you all right? in my i was like yeah i'm all right but in my head i was like i don't know man <laughs> you know but yeah. i mean i swam diagonally and i was able to maneuver myself in mm-hmm. took me a while but that that's that's the scariest man pipe the the, the scariest thing is actually the swim out and the swim in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but in terms of shooting shore break that's that's another story i mean you're you're getting taking poundings like the whole day you know and you, you were there when i um, tore my was it the meniscus or the MCL MCL, M- MCL mm-hmm. sprain or whatever? Yeah. That was bad. Mm-hmm. I remember right away, I was taking a picture of the wave, went below the wave, things sucked me over, and right before I hit the sand, the wave exploded, and I remember my leg just coming up, and I heard a little pop. Psh, yeah. Right there, I was like, oh, it's
1: yeah. <laughs> time so to go and, see Andrew. And good thing it could have been a lot worse, you know? But yeah. in, that, in that time, you were pretty... You are pretty in condition. I think you took a little layoff before, which, you know, kind of affected you maybe a little bit. And you were a little tired, you know, in the waves, I think, from what I remember. But, yeah, you know, being in the waves, it's just your body has to be performing optimally. Otherwise, you know, just getting banged around like that, it's going to be like, you know, you're running into walls every time, right? Uh (laughs) A wave breaks over you and stuff. But, I mean, with all of this for you it's that passion of taking pictures and everything and then you get all of these good pictures in the recent years talk about like some of the pictures that you're shooting in the winter and even this past season because you've been shooting a lot i know where there's nothing really else to do right during during covid times but how has it been you know what are some of the great pictures that you caught over the years and even this winter what's it like
0: it's been good man this past month i've dude i've been going like two three times a day mm-hmm. this past month mm-hmm. on on north shore yeah yeah the winds were really light so i, I like i like it when the winds are light in the morning because uh-huh. you get like the jelloy type of waves mm. and when it's offshore winds you can just shoot all day mm. you can take photos all day mm-hmm. and the waves are just gonna be prime mm. throughout the whole day yeah i mean i have some other creative projects that i'm kind of planning Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's something I can't really like dish out right now yeah, yeah. but um waves are definitely my main focus right now mm-hmm. so I think um, hopefully next month I think hopefully pipeline and some other spots will break
2: yeah
0: yeah that's basically it summertime is mostly when I, um, I do a lot of underwater mm-hmm. photography mm-hmm. so a lot of diving dolphins yeah. sharks turtles you know a yeah. lot of wildlife that's where i get my wildlife photos at yes during the summer
1: yes and you are shooting year-round so let's talk a little bit about the training so when we first met yeah. you know it was it was kind of just getting being more fit healthier and everything but also getting you even in more shape to do all of the photography that you love to do and for you like you know people think photography is year-round like yes you are taking pictures of you know if, it, if there's no surf in the summer months and you know trying to take pictures of other things right but in the winter months i kind of call that like your season mm-hmm. like that's how we program your programs over the past four years yeah, yeah is yeah. to make sure that you are going to be in optimal shape to last the months of what would you say like november to february november through april april May, okay yeah, yeah. So that's where we we tend to, like, taper off. You know, you're in the water a lot more often. But, yeah, some of the things that I want to touch on is, okay, so everyone has injuries, right? And one of the things, this was we initially worked on your shoulder. Because in high school, you actually tore your labrum and had surgery for it. And because of that, you know, you do have pretty much they repaired your labrum, which is the, the cartilage or the cushioning in your joint that provides more stability yeah yeah. and because of that you're going to be a lot more restricted in range of motion and things like that Mm -hmm. and correct me if i'm wrong this is your when you were shooting with the wide angle angle lens this is the arm that you're holding up right actually i'm holding on
0: my right i was swimming with my left swimming with your left got it
1: because all all of this you know we we wanted to make sure that the left side was functioning as optimally as possible Uh but we really had to address some of those things and when we first met Your shoulder was pretty tight. A lot of stiffness and compensation. I think a lot of it was because you didn't have as much rehab initially after surgery and things like that. But try to explain a little bit about that injury right after. Or was it your senior year in high school? Senior year. Yes.
0: A couple times throughout high school. Got it. Explain what happened to your left shoulder multiple times. First time was sand sliding. Got it. That was the day Andy Irons beat Kelly Slater. (laughs) <laughs> 2002 I remember because it was surf club camp got it we, we were camping on North Shore with the surf club got it and um our supervisor was watching the contest uh huh and we didn't have any cell phones so I had a dislocated shoulder for like six hours oh no so I was just like cruising in the cabin like this See, I, I didn't know what was going on yeah and then um got it popped in at Kuhuku Kuhuku Hospital whatever that place is called okay second time was my junior year that's so funny, it happened three years in a row <laughs> now that I think of it junior year I was bodyboarding Kaiser's on a big day, it was the biggest swell they had South Shore in like 20 something years Okay. I land. I tried to take off on this wave too late slipped on my board, I was holding the board like this slipped like this and poop, yep. popped my shoulder out wave hit me in the head <laughs> I wish I got it on film man, that would have been that would have been next level and then the third time was uh, how did that one resolve? Did
1: you have to go to hospital?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they relocated it. Yeah. Definitely had to go to the hospital on that one. Got it. And um, that's actually it's funny that you um, ask about that. I remember the guy giving me the, what's it called, the, the sling? No, the huh. um, to numb everything. Was it morphine? Okay, yeah, some kind he, of. He's trying to killer, administer yeah. morphine in me. He didn't know what he was doing. So then, like, yeah, there was blood everywhere, man. (laughs) Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) And My dad was tripping out. Yeah. doctor was all pissed. comes over, pops my shoulder in. Third time was uh, at band camp. Mm, Okay. (laughs) The one time at band camp, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I popped my shoulder out. How did you pop your shoulder out? I went on uh, David Kanana's off-road skateboard. Got it. Yeah. You know David Kanana, yeah. old friend of ours. Yeah. So I was like, hey, let me let me sample your board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, shoot, 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 shoot.
1: When was that? Senior year. Senior year. So then, after that incident,
0: you had to go to hospital again. To I went to, the hospital, okay. went to the hospital. Went to Waikīwā. Actually, I do remember, dude. I do remember. So I'm the one who created the no skateboard law. <laughs> yeah. So. For you went
1: each time to get it relocated, yeah, did you ever go see a specialist?
0: First or- time they told me, "Oh, just leave a sling on for a week; you'll be fine." Got it. And they're like, "You know what? Just be careful." And they're like, "If you pop it out a second time, that's no good." <laughs> that's basically, yeah. all they told me. Then after the second time I popped it out, the doctors are like, "Yeah, pretty much, you're gonna need surgery. If you pop it out a third time, you're." Hundred percent gonna need surgery. And then after the third time, I got surgery like that following summer. Got it. Got it. So right right after graduation, like literally that week. Got it. So during that
1: time, explain those three years because I I do vaguely remember all of these incidents now when I think about it. And to fill in the gaps, one, you were still going in the water. But two, you are a percussionist. So, you need to use your arm. So, how was that? Were you able to function okay?
0: Bro, I went to UH Drumline tryouts with a sling. Yes. And I had a full ride scholarship. Yes. So, like, I showed up like this. Uh huh. And you have all these guys literally trying to battle for that one spot to get in because mm-hmm. if not you don't get in you don't get in man yeah. so i mean this is like for my scholarship mm-hmm. so luckily <clears throat> i had a like a good relationship with the um mm-hmm. drum instructors and they 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 knew how i played mm-hmm. so basically i showed up to the tryout like this <laughs> yes and they're like okay you know what you don't need to hook your drum up on your shoulders just we put it on the drum stand. Thank God college had drum stands for that. <laughs> yes. High school, no, you, we, didn't, we didn't have money for drum stands. Uh-huh. So then I literally played with my shoulder like this. Oh my gosh. And like my hand like this. So okay. I got the surgery in May. And you know, when you first get the surgery, you can't move your arm. Yeah, yeah. You, you just slowly start going <laughs> yeah, up every yeah. month. And it's still like a little tight. You yeah. Know? But I say May, June, July, August. That was month three. I Got remember it. August was tryouts. Got it. But then I was doing a lot of therapy on my own, and I was doing a lot of therapy on my own. Mm-hmm. So by October, I went back into the water. Got I, it. I remember the doctor was like, oh, you know, you've been really good with therapy. Mm-hmm. You can go back in the water, but take it easy. I, yeah. I didn't take it easy. I went, <laughs> I went hard right <laughs> away. On, yeah. yeah I was like,
1: <laughs> and I'm glad that your shoulder, I think because you had that determination and you... You didn't baby it you know sometimes that's actually a really good thing you know yeah. as long as you don't re-injure it because you can't tolerate that yeah, yeah but for you i mean to put some perspective and you know you're an excellent drummer in high school and college you're not just playing like just snare drum you're playing tenors so yeah, it's the quads I'm moving my hands all yeah. around and you have to and move drum, it set, yeah. Yeah, and drum set and everything so i'm glad that you know you were able to get back to all of those kind of things uh-huh. now fast forward a little bit so you're still really active you know um we kind of didn't hang out too much after college and all of that but then after that we started getting it into the training right uh-huh. so this was probably like four years ago i think that was the first thing for me to address was just making sure that your shoulder we got it moving a little better because um, it was going to help you with swimming it was going to help you with you know everything else that you got to do with your arm right overhead movements and things like that and you are gonna have limitations like how we've always worked with you know yeah yeah. but it's still understanding what kinds of things you need to work on specifically to make sure that shoulder functions right Uh now that's kind of the injury side of things you know it's very important that it's kind of lifelong maintenance whenever anyone has surgery to make sure that everything is functioning well but beyond that let's talk about how we started training and everything like that. What what kind of impact did that have on photography or getting into the water and all of
0: that? Oh, impacted a lot, man. I, you helped me lose like, at the time, like 40 pounds, 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. I was a big boy when I first started um, coming to your facility. Mm-hmm. I remember I went to my doctor and my doctor was like, yeah, you're not too healthy right now. <laughs> you got some improvements to do. Yeah. And I, I was still shooting, but I was just eating whatever's, you know. And I, it, it wasn't only that; it's just I don't know. When you get older, yep. your body just takes food in, in a different way, you know. You got to really watch out what you eat. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I remember seeing your Instagram pop up, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh man, we should network, man. I want to, yeah. I want to, I want to work out." And you, you took me in, and I remember um, I had so many problems that first year, man. Mm-hmm. There's injuries and all kinds of things. And I remember in 2018, Mm -hmm. that's when I was like, that was probably like my prime Mm -hmm. of really being focused and, um, being determined to like stay on that healthy route. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I shoot in the water like a lot longer now. That's for sure. Yeah. Like I, I can stay in the water for hours. Yeah. I can stay there all day. I'm doing double, triple sessions now. (laughs) Yeah. But another thing that I have been learning is recovery, mm-hmm. which is something I never really thought of. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, if I'm too tired, I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that yeah, that balance is... Uh, that, mm-hmm. That's that's something that I've learned. Yes. In the yeah. past couple of years is trying to like... If I need to take it easy, I'm going to take it easy, man. Yes. You know? But, and for me, I was
1: it was great it's great to see everyone start to make progress and it translates into their activity of choice right and for you you know once we started getting some of the basic movements smoother stronger strengthening you in the right ways Uh and also the big aspect was the nutrition yeah you know we we spent i mean still to this day you know it's ongoing right people think of nutrition as kind of this short term like you know there's an end to this diet or whatever but really my approach to nutrition is just making it sustainable and just it's all habit based like yeah making you understand what's going to work best for you how your body responds to things how to have a good relationship with food you know it's not like a set diet or anything uh-huh. like that i i just don't think that works very well for most situations because it doesn't really teach you what your body needs yeah, stay consistent but, with it yeah. yes but targeting the nutrition and then i i really saw like a huge transformation in the way that you were moving how strong you got your energy levels what you're telling me you're feeling in the water you know all of these things started to come together and like you said i think 2018 and on that's when things really started to make a difference with your shots shooting in the water for sure things like that and then at that time i think it's kind of sparked this this flame underneath you right because now it's fun because you're seeing all the improvements and that's really what keeps people going is that they see the value and the difference that it brings when you actually take care of your body yeah yeah, yeah yeah i mean it was just it was great to see now fast forward a little bit you have anything to add about the strength training or anything like that no it, you know it worked <laughs> it worked yeah, you know, man. and you're getting some awesome shots Thanks, and now dude. fast forwarding to this year you know everyone knows what covid has the obstacles and you know things that we have to work with unfortunately you haven't been able to come into pro since like march i believe since i can- been to canada yeah, yeah. Went to canada in march and then that was that was it and who knew that would have been the last time for a long time yeah <laughs> man coming to pro but um you know we've been trying to do some stuff you know virtually online and things like that but i will say the number one thing because we've worked together for the past four years or so you really know what kinds of things you can incorporate how to do things better you know for me it's just tuning up certain things making sure that oh try this or you know give you some suggestions here and there but how has it been prepping for this winter working out at home
0: keeping fit and everything what has that been like you know honestly it's been a little it's been i mean i've been doing it mm-hmm. but yeah it is a little hard because yep. i live and have a beach man <laughs> And if I work out after eight a.m., like yeah. it's just way too hot. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that kind of guy who's going to say, "Yeah, man, I want to, I want to get my sweat on," you know? Like <laughs> it's kind of mispro having that air conditioning, and I was spoiled over there. Yeah. You know? But ever beach heat is a different level. Yeah. But um, now in the most part, I've been still been working out at home. But this past month and a half, I just been shooting nonstop. Mm-hmm. Just been trying to surf as much as possible too. Mm-hmm. I went bodyboarding at like five o'clock this morning, yeah. And I've been on the go all day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I mean, probably when nine o'clock hits, I've been. You know what's what's awesome is actually I've been going to sleep at like nine o'clock. Oh, okay. Waking up at like five. Yes. Or six. Yeah. And I'm like awake. Yeah. And it's the greatest feeling to go take pictures being awake that early, you know, before, like I would work in the restaurant, like yeah. till midnight
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm just way too groggy and tired to wake up. I mean, I would still do it, but yeah, yeah I mean, on the most part, I, I, have been really fired up this past year to like get even more shots and, yeah. you know, hustle more. And I mean, business has been good too. So mm-hmm. I just been just hustling, man, just been yeah. on the grind. And I, I, I don't know, I'm just stoked. This, I, I, I got like the fire lit yeah. up even more this year, yeah. I'd say, compared to other years. So. Yeah. But even with COVID, like, I've just been trying to focus on the art mm-hmm. and not on the negative things in the world today, you know? So, yeah. I I actually deleted all my news apps, just put on surf apps, <laughs> go yeah. surf, you know, spend time with the family, and just hustle, man. Yeah. So...
1: You know, on that note, the, the last thing that I kind of want to mention about this is that for you, you know, a lot of our conversations, like it's been a transformation throughout the years. Yeah, and yeah. with every client, I learned just as much from you as probably how much information I'm teaching you about training and nutrition and all of this. But the one thing is that we have to do things that fit your entire lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like your lifestyle is so unique as a big wave photographer yes you were working in a restaurant but you know the schedule everything was kind of shifted right like you said before sometimes you would get home at like 11 12 at night right yeah so everything shifted and you know i remember nutrition conversations and things like that you can't follow what someone else does or what works for someone else if they don't have the same schedule or same lifestyle and Even training regimen and things. There are a lot of things that are really basic that we do. That, you know, it'll help anybody. But there are certain exercises that I program in there. That is like, this is what you need to get that shot. Uh Or this is the core that you need to keep your body upright in the water. You know, like, there's certain things that it does make a big difference. If you start to find out what is going to work best for you. Mm -hmm. And what's unique to your lifestyle. And this could go on and on. It could be with like... How frequently are you going to train versus surf? You know, like all of these little variables. I think that's the one emphasis that most people, I would encourage them to take into consideration. Mm -hmm. Like don't try to train how you see someone training on Instagram or how you see on YouTube. right? Because that might not be the best fit for you. And it might not even translate to, you know, good results or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Um, So that's something just to think about. And on that note, I have also seen a transformation with your mindset in your confidence and everything yeah. too because you know and that, that comes I think when we talk about health it's not only how much weight you can move or anything like that I think a lot of the health benefits from exercise and training and everything a lot of it is mental and emotional oh for because, sure because I mean like you said every year right you're doing more and more not only physically but then that fuels that drive like uh-huh. oh I can get more shots this this winter or I can get in the water more you know and it kind of gives you that confidence i guess you have yeah. anything to add on about that throughout no the years? you're spot on man yeah spot on <laughs> yeah so i mean that's that's something to think about for people that are you know just looking to do more mm-hmm. i don't think there's ever an end in sight because it's always an ongoing process to just get better get better than the last day and it's something that i've told you a lot you know through nutrition and everything just get one percent better than yesterday mm-hmm. if you keep doing that like your progress you is gonna going to be yeah. through the roof yeah true and on that note You know you've seen like tony and other people come in the facility and things like that do you have any words of wisdom from your journey that you would like to share to encourage people just to get started because you know that's the hardest part usually is just to get started
0: just do it that's that's it Mm -hmm. i i don't know man like i i know it sounds cliche but you got one life to live what are you what are you gonna do sit down yeah do nothing yeah that's that's not my mentality. Yeah. yeah. You know, I try and get as much as I can in each day that we live. Like, yeah. if I can shoot for eight hours in a day, I'll shoot eight hours, mm-hmm. you know. If I can surf, I'll surf. Yeah. If I can hang out with friends, have a good time, mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll eat my red meats. I would, I'll, I'll barbecue a lot here and there, you know. Yeah. it's it, you, There's that balance, yeah. you know. I think that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Finding the balance it's all you got to do. It's not about restricting everything. Yep. So it, it's about finding the balance of what's going to help you out. Mm-hmm. Just take a step at a time. Yep. But first thing to do is just get that mindset going that just that just tells you to just go for it. Yes. Just
1: yes that's that's the mentality that got you where you are and you know find out what works for you too you know like everyone's going to be a little different so really find what you enjoy doing what kind of sparks that fire underneath you to continue going and you know drives you to just become healthier fitter more active and all of that yeah and i mean thanks so much for joining us today and joining me and having this conversation i mean everyone check out the prints. Because I mean, this print, what is this? A 30 by 40, yep. It's 30 by 40. 30 by 40. Yep. The quality is great, you know. Um, Thanks, man. Yep. We get it framed and everything and it has your signature yep. and all of that. But, you know, it's just the art and stuff. It makes a difference. Like when you look at it and everything, it it does make a difference in your day or, you know, whatever you're feeling. So check out all of your prints and everything. Where can we find all the information about so you? So my
0: Instagram is Hawaii Wave Images. And my website is dannysipkowski.com, or you could type in hawaiiwaveimages.com. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I take these pictures in these deadly slabs so you guys don't have to, <laughs> yes. and you guys can just sit back, relax, and enjoy the view. Yeah, in the living room, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. is there without um, getting wet, without getting wet, yeah. or
1: taking the beating? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, explain a little bit more for people that might be interested. in Uh, purchasing prints what kind of sizes do you have and what are some of the capabilities that you have for printing and sending it out
0: everything I could do custom custom made I have Mm -hmm. a shop section that you know I have small prints at 12 by 18 Mm -hmm. to 20 by 30 but everything can be custom made Mm -hmm. I even sold a 20 foot print recently Mm -hmm. that just hit Florida Mm -hmm. so if you guys want to purchase a 20 foot print let me know (laughs) I can do it yeah but yeah it, I, I just want to make everybody happy so whatever material and sizes you guys are thinking I got it yep. <laughs> I'll make it happen
1: and you'll make it happen yep. you'll get it printed send it out right and everything and, yep. and it's crazy to see some of the artwork that you have put in offices and yep. I believe some hotels too mm-hmm. you know like it's huge panel prints that it's kind of crazy to think from just your camera how you can create at that quality you know of course your camera is extremely high-end but at that quality how you can fill up a wall yeah. with one of your wave shots dream come true man. yeah I mean it's like life-size yeah. some of these yeah yeah so I mean check it out every you have some great prints check out your Instagram too you can just yeah. you're always posting stuff and then actually we're probably gonna start posting some workouts or things like that to you know help people that are getting in the water and all of that so mm-hmm. I look forward to all of that But well, it's been great working with you <laughs> We didn't share all of the stories from high school and stuff like that. That's a whole other episode. But no, thanks for sharing your journey. Thanks for coming on. And I mean, we look forward to all of the prints. Thank you.